So tonight's lesson, Open Sesame. Watch God work. Perfect, perfect. Welcome, welcome to those of you on Facebook. I can't see, I can see people coming in, but I can't see the comments um, for some reason. But tonight's lesson, Open Sesame. Watch God work. And you know, there's a song, I've seen him work, you know, and the things that I've seen, you know, even down to today, last month, last year, just countless, you know, and if we sit back and say, man, look at God work, look at what he's doing, it is truly, truly a blessing, you know, I don't know how anybody can sit back and not just give praise and thanks and just say, my, 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 my God is good. So before we get into the word and get into the lesson, just say a quick prayer here. Dear God, I'm absolutely nothing without you. I dare not speak and evangelize your word without asking for your help and authority. Use me to give word of life to your people so that more may desire to know you and those who may have wandered away will find the desire to return. To the name above all names, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. All right, all right, let's get into it. Hey, welcome Clement. We're going to come out of Matthew 16, 18, and 19. Then we're going to jump around a little bit. You guys know how I like to do it. I always put that tornado spin on it, right? So 18 and 19, Matthew uh, chapter 16. As I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. All right. And as always, you say, where's Tor going to go with this tonight? Let's just go with it and see. Hey, Natasha, welcome. So glad to see you, sis. There's my sister, Mel Mel. Glad to see you. So in, in verse 19, he's saying, when Jesus gives you a kingdom key, it means that he's giving you two A's, access and authority. Access and authority, the kingdom keys, right? Now, now the thing, God, we know, possesses the master key. You know, and our key has to line up with his. You know, if you have a safe deposit box or, and, and when you go in, you have to have that bank key plus your key. They usually give you two keys, right? Access and authority. That's what he's talking about when they say, give you the keys of the kingdom. Now, we know God carries that master key. He's holding it. Now, when we go to use our keys, they're going to have to line up the same way at that safe deposit box. When they put that master bank key in, our key is going to have to go in, and when they're turned, they're going to have to work together, right? If one doesn't work, it's not going to work. There's no access. They don't care what you do. And if you're not on the signature card, you're not getting access to what's in that safe deposit box, right? Um, same way, you know, with bank vaults. I worked at a bank for a while, you know, and, and it was like on a timer. So, when you know, one person came with a key, another person came with a key, and they had to be turned in a specific order. Hey, Vicki, they had to work together. The master key alongside, I guess we'll just call it, the little small key, the little regular folks key, our key, you know, had to work with that master key and, and, you know, and access denied if they aren't lining up. Right. So then of course, in tornado fashion, I had to say, um, you know, sometimes it seems like, you know, in our faith walk, the question has to be asked. 
Are we just test driving this? You know, when you go test drive something, um, middle of last year, I wanted to see what the new Jeeps drove like, right? So I just wanted to drive it, you know, up and down the street and then come back. But the guy says, you know, of course, once they run your information, they're like, oh, almost 800 credit score, huh? Take it for three days. That's what he said. How about we going to gas this thing up? You going to drive it for three days. He said, drive the brakes off of it. Do what it, run this thing into the ground. And if you get low on gas in the three days that you have it, bring it back. We're going to refill it back up, right? So when you're test driving something, you're just kind of checking it out to see if you want it, you know, get a feel for it, you know, drive it by, show it off to your friends. So, so it brought me to the question to say, are we test driving our faith? Are we all in? Because we know, you know, if you really like that vehicle, you know, when I got it back to the dealership and I said, okay, what are we talking about here? And, you know, this is a $70,000 Jeep, just the baseline, you know, that we were looking at. So then, you know, I had to ask myself, what sense does it make to park a $70,000 Jeep out in a parking lot that doesn't even have covered spaces in the sun? You know, so I had to work through that thing and said, Tori, this don't make no sense. Drive what you got, right? So I turned the keys back in. But now, had I wanted it, I would have had to make a full commitment, right? Sign on the dotted line, paper after paper after paper, in order to get those keys. Same way with our faith now. If we want full access to those kingdom keys, we can't just be test driving. We can't just drive by and say, girl, look at this. What you think? I'm thinking about getting this brand new link. What you think about this? Do I look good in this? What you gonna think? What you think they're going to say when I pull up at the church in this, baby? They ain't going to know what to do with me. We can't test drive our faith like that. We cannot do that. And we know if we decide to make that investment for them to hand it over and say, here, take these keys, you got to sign for a long-term investment. And if you don't make the payments once you sign on that investment, you're either going to hit a repo truck, pulling out, like the video I posted the other night, took the guy less than 15 seconds, he was like, clack, boom, and he was gone with that vehicle, and I said, well, there go $275 right there in less than 15 seconds, you know, so when you don't make the payments on that investment, access denied, you're not going to be driving that, or you're going to come out and it's going to be a boot put on it, and you're not going to be able to go anywhere, thank you, Vicky, you know, so, hey, J9, glad to see you, so the same way with our faith, and when we're saying, Lord, you know, I I'm asking you for these things, you know, um, test driving this faith. Why aren't you opening these doors for me? I'm putting my key in. I'm turning my key. Why are you not taking your master key and opening it? Why? Because we're not fully committed the way that we need to be. And um, Sister uh, Regina this morning, she asked a very important question. And if you aren't following her, make sure you do Regina McKenzie. It's uh, Regina, M-A-C, Kenzie, K-E-N-Z-I, at Regina McKenzie. And the question she posed was, why? Why are we in this faith? Is it just to test drive it, to see what we can get? You know, we get the blessings, we get the house, we get the cars, we get the job, we get the roof, we get the Boaz, we get all the things that we ask for, and then we get amnesia. I forgot I said I was going to be committed, and this is, you know, I completely forgot about it. We get amnesia after we get the things that we want sometimes, right? And, you know, and it can't be like that. You know, he's unlocked the door. He's given us a chance to step in, and now that we're in, we just forget. We just, man, man. You know, and sometimes we even, and people, you know, say, oh, that's a nice house. Oh, you really have a nice job. Thank you. I worked hard to get this. And nowhere in it do we revert back and say, you know what? 
God used his master key to help me get this job. He unlocked the door for me to be able to walk into this home. He unlocked the door for me to walk, be walking around in these $10,000 Louboutins that I have on my foot with a red bottom, you know. But, you know, I can I got a good can of red spray paint. If y'all want some, I can spray the bottom and you can kick me that 10000 I can feed a lot of hungry people. You know, and I say hungry because all the time, you know, homeless, uh, hungry doesn't mean homeless. There's a lot of people that are in their homes right now that aren't homeless, that are hungry and don't know how they're going to feed their families, you know. So um, I just say I feed a lot of hungry people. You know, I spray that bottom red for you. I even shine it up, put a little black shellac on the top, and you'd be good to go. Um, so God has that master key to unlock those chains. Hey, welcome, welcome. God has that master key, you know, to unlock chains of things that may be holding you down or maybe the things that you're asking for, you know, but, you know, right, get a bedazzler. I will hook that shoe up. You just go over and hit that donate button on my site and I will do so much good with that. Watch me work. You know, we may be wanting to get rid of depression, finances, marriage issues, you know, fear, fear of success, you know, fear of failure, fear of rejection. He has that master key to go alongside our key to unlock the chains of all of those things. He can also unlock the other door. It's like on the uh, on the price is right. You know, what's behind door number one? You want cars, houses, money? You know, you want status, you want fame. But you have to remember him once you get those things. You can't get that amnesia. And then oftentimes we get confused and we start chasing man for those things and say, well, you know, man has the power to hire and fire. They have the power to promote and demote. We're chasing the wrong people. And I remember we were going, I was going through the airport once and I saw people just barreling through and I'm like, what is going on? And it was one of the rappers and I'm like, I mean, people were running over each other and I'm just looking like, this is a man. The, a human, this is flesh that you are killing each other over, killing each other. Man, I wish I could get y'all to run down the church like this. I wish I could get you running through the airport telling people, do you know about my God? Let me tell you what he did for me. That's what I'm talking about. I don't care about no rapper going up through there unless he's going to kick over a donation so we can feed some people. We can clean up some neighborhood and build some houses. Amen. Talk to her. I'm going to talk. So, you know, we have to stop idolizing people and getting lost behind that, you know, and spending, you, and we have to look, I also look very closely, you know, and say, okay, let me see what this company's doing. If I'm going to buy company A's products, I'm going to see what company A is kicking into the community. I'm going to see what company A is kicking out to the people. I'm going to see how company A is treating their people. That's where I want to invest my money with people that are doing the work of the kingdom, people that are working alongside God's master key and using their humble key to make things happen. That's who I want to work along beside and, and work with, right? You know, sometimes God has shut a door, but we insist on going through it. You know, we just have to get access. You know, it just eats us up. It's like when, you know, some people, um, and I used to, I know I used to be bad about it. Don't give me nothing early and say, don't you open this until your birthday. Well, you know what? Back then, you better not have gave it to me until right then when you wanted me to open because some sort of way I was going to peek through it and get into it. And I remember, um, that reminds me of when I was small. And um, I thought everybody was asleep. And I just remembered this. Wow. So I'm thinking everybody's asleep, right? 
So I sneak in. This was Christmas Eve. So I sneak around, and I'm like, yeah. So I go over, and I see an organ, and I'm like, yes. And I remember it was one of the little air organs, and I'm just, like, pushing the buttons on it and everything, trying to be real quiet, had the little volume down. And all of a sudden, I hear, what you doing, little girl? Get in the bed, little girl. Now, me, I really thought it was Santa Claus, y'all. I really, really did. I got so scared, and, I'm, and even now thinking about it, that's where your nephew gets it from. Hush now, Shay. Uh, and I remember, I mean, my heart was like thumping. And I, you know, got down real slow on the floor and I like crawled back to bed. And I'm going to have to ask my mom if she remembers that. You know, and many, many, you know, after I got older, she was like, girl, that was me. You know, she heard me out there messing around. Um, Messing around with that organ out there. But, you know, sometimes, you know, we just can't wait to open stuff. You know, and God's saying, leave that door alone. It's not your time. You're not ready. Hone your skills. You know, keep working. Go back and read, proofread. But sometimes we want to rush things. You know, if we're trying to, you know, write a book, we, we, we just put it together and put it out there and say, okay, I got a book. I'm an author now. And God's trying to say, you're not ready. It's not time yet. Go back, revise that thing. Work on it. And you may say, well, you know what? I really want this house. And God's saying, nope. And he's trying to make everything happen. But you end up taking the back door in, sign on that dotted line, and then bam. Like I've said, you know, in previous broadcasts, you show up at work and they like, well, we're going to have to let you go. What you mean let me go? I just got a $2,100 mortgage. Thank you, sis. Thank you, sis. Love them super hard. You're like, what you mean let it go? I just got a $2,100 mortgage. What you mean? You know, and God's sitting there like, Told you to wait. Told you not to go through that door, but you went through the back door. You know, and then, uh, you know, or we have those co-workers, you know. Uh, we can't wait on God to use his master key to handle that situation. We go ahead and take it into our own hands. Start doing malicious, underhanded things to the people. Might walk by and be like, I can't stand her. Look at this old car. You know, scrape up the car a little bit. Go in there, you know, hide a lunch in the fridge, you know, and just do nasty things. You know, and, and as I was looking, uh, you know, and I'm thinking, I'm like, how many other people, let me Google, how many other people have not waited on God, and let's see how it turns out. So I came across this story here. It's titled Angered Over Sap. Now this man couldn't wait on God to handle his neighbor. He said, you know what? I got my own key. I'm going to handle this. I don't need your key this time. So God watch me work. That's what he said. This man said, God watch me work. Let me tell y'all how this worked out for him. So the title is Angered Over Sap. Man cuts down tree, sending it into his own apartment home. A man in Luzerne County cut down his neighbor's tree over the weekend because he thought it was ruining his car. The tree ended up hitting his own apartment home. Police said Raymond Mozzarella grabbed a chainsaw and cut down the tree in his neighbor's yard Saturday afternoon. The tree sat in his neighbor's yard, but it had branches over his parking space. Those branches would drip sap onto his car. He cut the 36-inch wide tree trunk and that part fell into his own apartment building. He decided it was the best thing to do to get rid of the tree when his neighbor wasn't going to take action as quick as he wanted him to. So, along with him and the five other people that lived in that building, they had to move out of the building because he could not wait on God to handle that situation in that neighbor. But then, he couldn't stop there. You know, he didn't learn 
from the first lesson of God saying, don't open that door, don't do that. He came back afterwards and took a bat to the neighbor. So then uh, when the neighbor pulled a stun gun to protect himself, Mr. Mazzarella was charged with assault and harassment and locked up on a $10,000 bail. So then it also says that officials aren't sure when or if people will be allowed back in the building because the foundation has shifted. It's going to be a long time before anybody gets back in there. So, how many times have we shifted the foundation? How many times have we altered, welcome Brother Ben, the way that things should have went? Because instead of saying, you know what, God, I know you got the master key, and when it's time for me to put my key with it, and we turn this thing in unison, everything's going to work out. How many times have we tried and came out with the same outcome that Mr. Poor Mozzarella came out with? You know, he ended up with charges and just shifting the course of everything, right? So then, you know, we, we were talking about test driving the faith, trying it out, previewing it, you know. You have people that go in, they want to hear the word, they get inspired, they get motivated by the word. You know, if they were a little depressed when they went into service, you know, they came out and said, I'm feeling so much better. You know, the spirit is lighter. But what do you really plan on doing with it? What do you plan on doing with it? You showed off your outfit to everybody. You smiled at everybody. You said a few God bless yous up in there. But if you don't, Implement it. Change and transformation in the body of Christ comes from implementation. Access to those keys, the keys of the kingdom, access to his master key, working alongside our key, requires change and transformation, working together in order to get those two A's, that access and authority. And, and as I said before, religious talk doesn't mean a thing. It's about your walk. It's like how you're walking, what you're doing. You want doors open, you got to do two things. You got to obey and don't deny him. You know, when doors open, don't forget who opened them. Don't get up there so high and mighty, as I said you know, earlier about, you know, when we get up there, we get the positions and then all of a sudden we tend to forget, you know, you're saying, um, you know, I see people, what was the song that came out? Watch me whip, watch me nay nay, you know, and I'm saying, watch my God work. If you trust and obey and do not deny him and you able to go out and say, my God, watch my God, you're going to see doors open. He will then extend his arm with that master key and say, now it's time for you to step into what you're wanting. And then, you know, thinking about this, to, you know, to bring this in for a close, you know, sometimes on the journey, we have spectators and we have participators. It's like, you know, sports has spectators. You see people, you the little kids out there playing, and you have the spectators that are sitting on the side, and they say, look at them poor kids playing on that little raggedy field. Ain't even no grass around there. They're using cardboard for bases. You know, they just there just watching, just looking. Oh, look at them. I wish we had some shade to sit under. But then... You had the participators that look and say, let me put out some signs to wash some cars to get these kids, um, you know, some bases out there. Let's get some turf laid out there for these kids instead of just sitting here being a spectator and complaining about what's not being done. Getting into it, creating change and transformation, getting access to the two A's, that access and authority to be able to get those kingdom keys, you know, putting our key to work to be able to get things done, right? And then you have people that are transporting kids 
is. Loading kids up. How many can you fit in your van? How many can you fit in your van? Welcome, Scott. Welcome, Rick. How many? Let's get them where they need to go. Instead of saying, well, I guess they're going to have to forfeit this weekend. I'm not putting them in my new caravan. I'm not getting popcorn and Kool-Aid all over my van. No, no, no. If you want that master key to work with your key, it's time to quit spectating and start participating. You know, get out there and make some banners. You know, do whatever you need to do. Have a bake sale. Have them kids selling some lemonade. Quit sitting on the sideline just watching and commenting, giving your two cents. Quit spectating. Start participating. I think about I have spectators. Then I have participators. Like I talk about my sister Sharon Burke. I have 20-some purses sitting in my closet. She is dealing with lung cancer. Um, and liver cancer at the same time. But Sharon said, you know what, Sister Tor, I'm not going to sit here and just um, spectate. I'm going to participate. I'm going to get out to the post office. I'm going to send you them purses because I know in August you're going to be out filling those purses. She even offered to come over and help. I have people hitting that donate button and say, I just don't want to sit here and spectate. I want to participate and I want to be able to help, right? You have church spectators. You have the ones that just show up to watch. Well, let's see what pastor talking about this son. I wonder what the choir gonna be saying. Didn't they wear them robes last year? When they gonna get some new robes, you know? Ooh, I wonder who Deacon uh, Jones gonna show up with this Sunday. Just spectating, just showing up for the show. Ain't gonna be no implementation, change of action once you leave out of there. But then you have the other people. Hey, Lachey, welcome. You have the other people who, who get involved. They go out. They join. You know, they, they do ministry. They volunteer. They get on the prayer bus. And if they say, well, wait a minute. If the bus kind of running kind of bad, the month, they say, hold up. You know, let me get up under here and get this muffler fixed on this bus so we can get out of here. Hey, Sister Valerie. You know, they're going to get out there. They're going to be a part of it. They're not just showing up at the church to spectate and show everybody the new heels and the new shoes and the new hairdo. They're showing up to participate and to help build that kingdom to do what's needed to do to get him to hand down with that master key alongside your key. They take an action towards change and transformation. Then, you know, I have what you call the, the clean Christians. You know, uh, you stay clean. You're in the crowd. There ain't no responsibility. You know, you're not out on the field in the game. You don't get knocked down. You don't get doors slammed in your face when people tell me, I don't want to hear that Bible stuff today. Uh, not today. Empire's getting ready to come on. Get on away from my door. You ain't got to worry about none of that, you know? You ain't got to worry about when you see the, you know, young men out there causing ruckus on the street, you know, and selling drugs. And you say, young man, what other skills you got? And you're trying to talk to them. And they say, you better get your old self away from here, lady. You better get on. You ain't got to do none of that because you're staying clean. You're keeping yourself as a nice, clean, tidy Christian, right? But then you have, you know, the other ones that say, you know what? Open sesame. I want to watch my God work. I'm going to take my key and see what I can get done with it. And when he puts his master key with it, I'm going to get out here. I want to be one of them MVPs. You got them ones that no matter, they down it out. They on their last crumb. They on their last dollar. But they still believe and they still serve it. They holding their hand on the plow and saying, I know things might not be the way I want them to be right now, but I'm going to stay steady. I'm going to stay faithful. I'm going to keep my hand on the plow and I'm going to keep on moving forward, right? They get out and witness. They serve alongside. They may have a huge bank account, but when they work alongside that low-income mom that may have 6, 10, 12 kids at home, wondering how she's going to feed them when she gets home from ministering and volunteering and doing what she's doing, but they don't make her feel no type of way. They stay humble. They stay small, even though they may have what we like to consider the bigger things in life, right? 
So then, you know, when you're sitting there begging, come on, God, give me them 20 twin twins. And I say, come on now, if you want to win, come on in. You got to come on in and do the work. We are the ones that, you know, they don't mumble, you know, or they don't whisper his name. They don't wait till they get home to say, Lord Jesus, thank you for my blessing. If they're going through and they get off of a phone call, they can be in the middle of a parking lot. And they say, thank you, God. Thank you for my blessing. Thank you for handing down your master key alongside my humble key, right? And, and, and we hear so many times people say, um, you know, I need these chains to come off. You know, I need all this change to come about. Well, what change and transformation are we willing to make in order to get him to at the end say, well done, my MVP. When we step up, when it's time, when we step up and God said, that's the one, that's the one right there. Mel, the one I was telling you about, that's her. Y'all all come over here and meet her. That's her right there, Karen. That's the one that get on and she preached my word. She ain't afraid to say my name. She wasn't afraid to say, she didn't deny me. She obeyed me. She said, my God, Jesus Christ. She was, y'all come over here and meet Karen. That's how, if that's what you want, it's gotta be some change done if you want them to say, well done, my my MVP, my good and faithful servant. So I issued a challenge and say, quit spectating and start participating. When you want him to unlock those doors that you feel are blocked, when you want him to say, come on in, the door is open, whatever it is, he has the power to give you the access and authority to go alongside his master key, to go alongside your key. And when you turn them both together, the doors will open. The promise and provision will be there waiting for you. All right, guys, that's my message for you tonight. I hope you found something that made you see things in a little bit of a different light. Maybe it opened your heart up a little bit. That made you, hey, there's my girl Miriam, you know, and, and I'm going to close out. As I always say, it's about perspective. And I heard a story about these two guys that issued and said, okay, they, they were having a, uh, I believe it was a, uh, it was either wolves or, I believe it was wolves. And they say, okay, whoever can help us get this problem under control, for every wolf that you bring, get in, get trapped and caught so we can get them transferred to a different area, I'm gonna get, I can't remember what the amount, well, I know it was a, a crazy amount for each wolf, right? So these two dudes, they go out, they set up their tent and everything, all about perspective, as I always say, your perception, how you see things in a wider vision. So they wake up the next morning, the one dude, he comes out, the first dude comes out of the tent, and he looks, and they just surrounded by wolves, surrounded everywhere, mouths dripping, and he looking like, my God, my God, we about to die today. Oh boy, they're still in there sleeping, hears them, comes out the tent and was like, Oh my God, we about to be rich. We about to be rich. It's all about perspective. The first one thought they was going to be eaten alive. But the other one looked, saw that they were surrounded by wolves, and he said, we about to be rich. So it's about changing your perspective for change and transformation. As always in every broadcast, until next time, walk good, do good, be good, be intentional, be purposeful. All right, I love y'all. Tornado, I'm out of here. <laughs>